And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got a full squad today, folks. Yeah, buddy. Even when we make a run, we can't get a stop. You know, we typically you make a run. We did that by going zone a little bit. I thought that helped. Then they run all five points in a row. We're not ready yet. Honestly, we're just not. We're not ready to win yet. Yo, how I work this shit? Bruh. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. I got Trevon Edwards, Mo Dakil, and Jay King today. And we have a first week of basketball to react to, to overreact to, to, to swaddle like a, like a little child that needs comfort to celebrate. You know, we just, we've got everything. We're going to put this first week of basketball's art on the fridge, no matter how ugly it is. Like we are here for it. It has been a fun first week. I got to say, like I've legitimately had fun every single night. I don't know if this is just because it's back, but Trey, I think you know this better than anybody. Like the last couple of years, um, there's always been one dud of a night in the NBA each week. It's usually Thursday nights, but it's always been one dud of a week. But at least the first six have been great. Like they've been they've been absolutely phenomenal. And so uh, it's just good to have it back. I don't know. What, so I don't beautiful. know if it's great, but I will say that I can tell the energy has shifted. The talent is the current stars are getting better. The rookies are pushing the stars. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a little bit more competitive, but football is just not good right now. And that's surprisingly like, yeah, the football, football's, the been football's having a bad terrible. past two weeks. So football sucks. I think that's why we're kind of happy to push a basketball. Like, Oh my God, it's basketball every night. Like it's always going to be basketball every night when it's basketball season. <laughs> yeah. But football's just really been like those, those Amazon prime Thursday nights. And it's been some bad Sunday nights too. And Monday night yeah. games. So nobody wants to watch that, the commanders anymore, man. The fact that we were thrilled the to get Broncos, Andy Dalton get him on a Thursday night. TV. <laughs> Are the Broncos on national TV again this week? Like, what's probably? <laughs> they're just they're, they. I think the Broncos are just herpes at this point. Like, Brett Rippin can like, go though. What? Brett Rippin can go. No, we're not doing this. Okay, let's let's, 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 let's let's move on to. <laughs> let's move on to the NBA. Um, I want to start off with this. Uh, I watched all three of their games so far in their entirety, and I am blown away. By how terrible the Sixers are. I like, I don't, I don't like to overreact to first week and I'm sure they're going to like win 50 games or whatever, but this is a team where going into the season, I was like, yeah, I like, I buy what Daryl Morey's doing. Joel Embiid's going to be a monster. You know, maybe Harden's going to be like more of a pure point guard type of thing. Like he'll still get his numbers and stat, like, you know, scoring and everything. But I think he's like really going to move the ball and Tyrese Maxi this and Tyrese Maxi that. And I went in just thinking like very positive things about the Sixers and after three games, all three losses, but after that game to San Antonio on Saturday, I decided I'm done with them. Like they are, you're already done. I'm already out because this is the issue I have. And I don't want to put it all on him, but I just think Joel Embiid has had the laziest, most uninspiring 27 and 13 week that I've seen. Like and he like his defensively, he's not engaged. He's slow. He's just not like demanding the ball. And and he hasn't played poorly. It just like I thought this dude was gonna be like, Man, screw this. I lost that on MVP the last two years. I'm gonna show all these people. And I don't like maybe he's sick, maybe he's hurt. I don't know what's going on with Embiid. But Mo, like, I could not be less impressed with a guy who's got great numbers so far. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's been really bad across the board. I mean, first game, he has eight turnovers. Like, that's just, and sloppy ones, like one in the half yeah, court. Yeah, like, like dumb turnovers, right? Like, right. not like not the defense made a great play. It's just like, here you go, here's the ball. I mean, some were, because the defense, but some were just literally like, I'm bringing the ball up the court. Let me stare at exactly who I'm going to pass the ball to. And Jalen Brown comes in and steals it. And he, and he had another turnover in the second game in the half court where he's trying to hand it off to Tyrese Maxey. And uh, I forget who it was, but somebody just walked right between them and stole the ball. Yeah, it's like, just took the ball. It's like, I don't understand what you're doing. And I think he's been incredibly sloppy and slow. I think they're, it's just funny. We looked at this team and thought all these things are going to change. And then James Harden's back to dribbling the air out of the ball. Tyrese Maxey showing that it, once again, he can't defend. Tobias Harris, he's there. We just never notice. Um, it's 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 the bank notices. <laughs> that's all the that's all he cares about. As long <laughs> as that check clears, but it's like everything we've seen. Like nothing has been nothing from what we saw in the first three games is what we expected. And then it starts with Embiid. He falls down. He's slow to get back into transition. Brooke Lopez gets a clean three off of these things and stuff like that in their Milwaukee game. Like it's been a very lazy kind of comeback. And then he's going to say we're not connected on the defense. Like like well. You're not going to have a defense when your backcourt is James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. Like, you have to be on another level defensively, if that's the case. And he's just not there, and he's not locked in right now. He said after the first game of the season, after their loss to the Celtics, I don't think I was really in the game. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, I I agree. I watched him. Like, like, he, didn't, yeah. he didn't look <laughs> like he was... <laughs> he looked but, He looked like but, he was completely absent-minded. Like, but this is a season opener. Yeah, it's against, against a team against that you have Eastern history Conference with. Chips. Yes. Like it, during the middle of the game, Marcus Smart got furious with him and like had a little spat with him that could have woken him up. It didn't. It didn't. No. Like, that was how a do nasty you say after the, the first game of the season? First, yeah. First you, of all, Marcus Smart, you, just need to calm really down. you need to calm down, Marcus Smart. Like that was so I, there was a point where I'm sure he felt like, uh oh, my arm. Right. Like, like, I'm sure there was a moment of panic there, uh, but also like you reached your arm in there. You stuck it in there. Like he moves it in a way that looked a little dangerous. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to discount that. But then like Trey said, the flop off that the two of them had afterwards was just ridiculous. Smart's smarts quote afterward was an all timer too. that. He thought he showed maturity because he could have cracked joel's head open but he didn't has he cracked has he done <laughs> has we seen anything in his career where he's that guy like i don't come on man what a quote though but back he's, to the sixers they uh i just think i'm not sure if they mesh like harden loves to play slow right he pounds the ball into the court and bead obviously because of his size because he posts up he loves to play slow and then you have maxi who's just a speed demon and should be on transition. And yeah, he should just be hanging out at half court the whole time. He is. And so... <laughs> I, disagree, and then, I disagree on that, man. I think he should have more touches beyond that. You know what I mean? How no, I meant on, on, on defense, like, oh, just, yeah. like just ready to yeah, go. Yeah, like, they no, should just sure. be throwing the ball up the floor to him every time. He's so fast, and he's so good at it. But he'd be the only one. He'd be the only one running. It'd be yeah. one on four, you know? And, and at the other end, nobody gets back. And so transition is just going to be a problem for them, I think, all season yeah. long. I mean, and they we, have to be great in the half court. And they could be because they have Harden and Embiid and Maxi, who's gotten really good. But I just, they have a lot of stuff to figure out. When you got PJ Tucker like lighting you up in the locker room after game three, that's a little early. Thank you for that segue because I want to jump in on that. That's why I raised my hand like I'm yeah. in class. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I didn't even know that was a feature. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, hey, I, I, I didn't know I think, if you were saying stop or nah, Trey's got Trey's got us back in like teacher I mode. Think, <laughs> I think it helps. I think it helps so we won't talk over each other. I like it. There you go. Yeah. Um. But yes, y'all got Pops Junior. Yes, Pops Junior. PJ Tucker yelling at the top of his lungs, saying teams aren't going to give us wins. He's frustrated already, and they're only played three basketball games. You got James Harden. Dribbling, as documented, 525 dribbles in one game, right? That sounds like a lot. I don't know what a lot is, but it sounds like a lot. <laughs> that means he had the ball easily over 80% of the game. Then, yeah. Doc, his seat's so hot he can't sit down right now, right? And I know... that's Yeah, Trey, that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, 
because we we've talked about this last year of like, I wonder if Doc's gonna last. Now they're 0 and three. Like, I wonder is Doc gonna last? Yeah, I mean, hey, Mike D- Mike D'Antoni's sitting right by his phone right now, just waiting, just waiting. <laughs> no, no, no. And I, he's already looking for houses in Philly. Like, what are we talking about? I mean, I don't, I don't like. Guys, the Houston, he's gonna get like a luxury apartment. Okay, he's not gonna get a house. He's I don't like the like Houston a nice Sixers. luxury downtown apartment. I don't like the Houston Sixers, man. No. But you know, it's unfortunate because. They, I mean, that Spurs game, which, and we're going to talk about the Spurs because they're a bit tricky right now in this situation. Yeah. We thought they were going to be bad. And, you know, for the Sixers to not be engaged, I'm watching that game and they look so bored. And then, um, you know, I'm seeing a couple people saying James Harden's back. He was averaging like 30 points coming into the game. And I'm like, at what cost? They haven't got a win. He's making jump shots. He's only had roughly under three attempts in the paint. Is that really back when he can't beat anybody? Yeah, that that's my thing too. And that's that's what I'm monitoring. I've, I've got his stats up right now. This is James Harden, who famously has steered away from mid-range. He's just taken 20% of his shots from long mid-range so far. And he's at a career low percentage of shots at the rim. Obviously, it's a tiny sample size. It's three games. Yeah. But he is not getting but, the hoop. He is not getting by people. And he is settling for the shot that he long ago decided is beneath him. But Mo, hold on. Wait, wait, real quick, Mo. And I'm wondering if, you're, like, if you agree with this. Um, in regards to the shots at the rim, he is getting fouled a lot, which then takes away the shot attempt stat, right? So I, I do – I think he's getting into the paint and to the rim. But, yeah, he – he is like settling for that shot as well. Before you yeah, call on, before and, you call and, on Mo, I was gonna say, sorry, Jay. Why? Hold on. Why are teams following him on the perimeter? I mean, he no, had that's over ten. Question. He had over ten <laughs> free throw attempts, bro. At one point, and I'm looking like, how is he getting in line? And I was like, okay, am I tripping? Yeah, the, the Celtics looked pissed. Like, well, you got to be kidding me with this. Oh, <laughs> it, 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 it just is what it is with him in that sense. But this is why, like, I don't have a problem with him taking mid-range shots and things like that. But this, we've seen this Harden before. This is not the Harden Philly has needed. This is, they need him to be sidekick James Harden. And Embiid being this, the the superhero and stuff, but with Harden pounding the rock the way he does, this is why I never thought it was a good fit. Why I was never into the idea of trading for James Harden. I know this is Daryl Morey's love of his life, but like you cannot, this is just a terrible mix. The way Jay said it just Embiid and Harden, even though it's a great pick and roll Embiid needs more touches and needs to be in the paint way more. I know he needs to play better, but like this is just a bad match. This is going to play out this whole way. And if this turns into James Harden's team, this team's not going to win the championship the way they think they are. No, they're not going to win the championship. Like <laughs> after three games, I'm sold. I'm sold on this team being not as good as I thought they were going to be. And um, for the record, I'm cool with him shooting mid-range jumpers too. He probably should. Like it's a useful tool for the best players. But if it's because he can't get to the rim, that's when it's an issue. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. And and Embiid just needs to, like, I don't want to sound like Shaq here, but like, get your ass on the block and go dominate. Yes. Like, no. I it's I, a I, fact. Do, I don't get. I don't give a shit that you can shoot jumpers. He doesn't seem to be in great shape. No, he does. Like, he doesn't. I don't know what was happening this offseason. Someone said not. plantar fasciitis or something. Maybe. I mean, that would explain like. I, I don't want to. I don't want to outright call it laziness, but it looks like laziness, right? Like it just looks off. And if there if there is plantar fasciitis, then I mean, one that's only something that heals really with like rest. We got seventy nine more of these things to go. Like, where's the where's the rest going to come in? Like, I he's either going to miss time where he's going to be this all season. Like, that's that's not good. The real question what, is, how many games does Doc have to turn this around? I was just going to ask that too. All right, over under, he makes it to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving soon. Thanksgiving soon. It's like four uh, weeks, yeah. He'll make it to Thanksgiving. It's close. I will take the over, but it is. I think it's going to be I'm taking, like. I'm taking the under. It's going to be like, under. happy Thanksgiving. He shows up the next day. He shows up the next day. And it's like, here are your papers. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> or he's going to walk by and just be like, Mike, what are you. What, what, what are you what doing? Are you, here? Are you just, <laughs> I'm here for a visit? What's, uh, what's going uh, on? Daryl had called me. Uh, this is awkward. Um, yeah. 
Why is, it is, it gonna, is it going to be like one of those uh, Luke Walton, Matt Johnson interactions? <laughs> I think so. Yes. You know, where where he's like, Magic just Magic just quit. And he's like, what are you talking about? I just seen Magic in the hallway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's move on to two teams that are really good. Uh, the Bucks and the Celtics, both atop my power rankings this week. Um, the 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 bucks they haven't really been tested but also like no chris middleton um they like they they just look they just know what they are that's what i love about this bucks team is like they just know what they are um yes i still want mike boonholzer fired so that 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 (laughs) remains unchanged um but like they just know who they are and they're just very trustworthy the celtics um i mean they had a let up against orlando and still won the game because it's Orlando. Um, I didn't. They didn't look nearly as sharp as they had against Miami and against Philly. But it, the games against Miami and Philly, like holy shit, Jay. Like I have, I still have some concerns in terms of like the coaching. Joe Mazzulla has done a great job through the first three games, but um, I like it's only it's only three games, right? Um, and they haven't missed a beat defensively without Robert Williams, but. I mean, this this team is locking down. This team is so aggressive. It's not just that they're good; they're so aggressive defensively. Yeah, to to, to me, the the defense has kind of been a little bit of a letdown. It's been the like the offense has been so crisp. They are pushing the pace like they never did last season. Like they were just a bad transition team last season. Now they're getting out in transition. Brogdon has come in and really juiced the second unit. Um, just the the togetherness and the willingness to get really good shots has been yeah. really impressive to me. They're they're leading the league in offense so far. They have scored basically at will. Um and Tatum is has just been super efficient. I, I just think they came to camp with the right mindset after losing in the finals last year. And I think yeah. that's been pretty obvious that they they wanted to harness all the things that that helped helped them make that run in the second half of last season and bringing in Brogdon could have impacted that Robert Williams's injury could have impacted that Al Horford was out on the second leg of a back-to-back against Orlando they're playing Noah Vonley like there are some things that they've kind of had to deal with already but it hasn't mattered they're just they're like a machine offensively right now and and they weren't last year so especially at the beginning of last year. So it's it's pretty eye-opening to watch the way they score the ball. Yeah, Tatum, Tatum has been, I mean, I don't know. It might be an overreaction to say better than what we saw in the second half of last season, but it's it's encouraging to see that, not, not that it was going to be a fluke or anything, but just like that is carried over and that's just who he is now, right? And like he, He's been like, a slow starter his whole career. Yeah, and it's just like out of the gates, like it it. I don't, I don't know if they've got like this 2013, 2014 Spurs mentality right now where they're just like, yo, fuck this. Like, we're going to kill everybody. Uh, but it kind of like, and it just seems like he is like, Mo Tatum is just um, every decision it looks like is correct. And yeah, that's I mean, not he, been the case with him in the past. No, I mean, he's growing as a player, just over three games scoring 104 points. Like he's been aggressive. He's been attacking the paint. He's been... It, in the sense of like his shot profile, like he's averaging eight free throws a game. That's huge. That's something that would always kind of really piss off a lot of people is he doesn't get to the line. Like everything that he's got going, the only thing that's missing is his three-point shot. But if they're going to play fast and things like that, that plays right into his hands. I think he is a guy that's going to be able to get up and down and things like that. I think I, I, I've loved every part of his game this, this season, the way he started these three games. Like it's been impressive, even though they were – a little bit shaky against a frisky Orlando team. Like, I just think he's, he's, as Jay said, like, they're pissed. They lost the finals. They're pissed off. And now they're going after everybody. And I kind of enjoy it. And you could tell the second night of a back-to-back in Orlando, they gave up a ton of points in the first half. Like, their defense was just bad. And Tatum got pissed. Like, it was game three, second leg of a back-to-back. You're playing Orlando. A lot of the times, people don't care when they play the Magic, honestly. like It's just a letdown game. And Tatum looked around, and he saw Paolo Boncaro scoring, and he started barking out that he needed to guard Boncaro. And that's just like, this early in the season, on a back-to-back, 
to do that just kind of shows his mentality. I think, I th- I think he just came back on a mission. Like he he he's really really locked in right now. Yeah, I mean, adding to the MVP tracker along with Ja and Luca. Um, what I seen last night, it was very enjoyable. I'm not the biggest Celtics fan, um, but Jason Tatum makes the Celtics very watchable and must see TV. Um, even against an Orlando Magic, which Paolo adds to that as well. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. you know, as we look at that game, I'm just watching and I'm watching. And as Jay, to piggyback off what Jay said, his defense was there, his offense was there. He had 30, like you know, at the end, like I think like with eight minutes to go in the third, right, Jay? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And like he was locked in, but it was also to a point where you know, Orlando's going to compete. They're not just this team that we've seen in the past three years that we've made jokes about. They're, Orlando's fun. They're actually a they are uh, fun. But yeah. I think it's a lot of fun teams that, you know, we went into this this season kind of blind and not knowing who was going to do what, are they going to tank for Victor and things of that nature. But they actually have an identity if they can stay healthy. Like in the next couple of years, they're going to be, you know, an actual threat. But Jason Tatum's there. Like, you know, if you talk about elite, um, you know, he's up there. He's right next to Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant if so. And um, another person is Brandon Ingram on the watch going on up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Pelicans have been so much fun. I, w- I, I want to save, like, I want to dig more into the Pelicans probably next week just because I want to see more of it. But, man, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're must-watch TV right now. Like, absolutely have to watch them. Um, getting back to the, the Bucks side of it, it's funny and – and I know they've played two bad teams, right? They played Houston, they played Philadelphia, but with the with the Bucks in that game against, no, I'm done with them. I'm done. With them. I don't give a shit anymore. Like I, I've, I've seen what I need. To I know, say. but it was just a nice um, little slide. Yeah, I was like, wait, Philly, who come out? I don't give a shit. Like play. enjoy the enjoy the Phillies win and enjoy them in the World Series. Like I'm I'm done with the Sixers team already. I don't want to watch them anymore. Uh, but it was funny because like in that Bucks game, that Bucks Sixers game, like. And I wasn't done with the the Sixers at this point, but, but there was a, there, now I am. But there was at no point in that game did I think the Bucks are in danger of losing this. And it, like it was a two point game, it was a one possession game, like that was. And I just never, I just had this supreme confidence in the Bucks. And I don't know if that's just Mo is that like championship, you know, like just DNA at this point because of like because I you know no Chris no, Middleton. It's Giannis. Drew Holiday was not playing well, and Giannis, Giannis. is just yeah. And, exactly. and Brooke it's Lopez Giannis. was great, but it's yeah. Giannis is just like it's just, I just trust him now. now. Let me put it to you this way: He's in just two games. We know all sample size and whatever. It's he's played thirty-two minutes and is averaging thirty-two point five points a game. I mean, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. You know, and I know what he did against Houston and all of that stuff, but like just all the the pressure he puts on you as a team defensively with his fast breaks and, and everything like that. Like it's, it's frustrating. It, it wears you out. It, it, it really puts you in a challenging position. And at the end of the day, it's just Giannis. We saw him take this Boston Celtics team, the seven games without Chris Middleton and Drew holiday was terrible in that series. And he almost took them to the conference finals just on his back. Offensively. Let, let's, offensively. Offensively. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So, and, 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 and when you're watching that, but it's like, that's, when you're looking at him, you're just saying like, damn, like as long as Giannis is there, they, they have a good chance of winning this game. It's just that simple. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, he's a joke. I've, I'm actually at the point now where I don't even mind the three point attempts. It's like, you're doing so much else. Like you want to take a three, go for it. Don't go take a three. I don't like it used to, it used to really bother me. And now I don't care. I'm like, you've earned it. Go take whatever bullshit shot you want. Because he'll probably go get his rebound and, and, right. and he'll euro or, his step his way just, to the rebound and get it. I mean, it's like or on. he'll just go or he'll just go get a stop on the next end and get the ball back. Like that's it, like that's just where he is at this point. And I'm I'm all for everything he's doing, uh, especially like we just talked about the 76ers, how they've taken like some plays off, how sometimes they just wave at the ball defensively. And in contrast to that, Giannis is just like the total other end of the spectrum. You know he's going to be at 100 miles an hour the whole game long. And he's going to keep coming at you and coming at you. And he's never going to stop. And it doesn't matter if it's regular season, playoffs, whatever. 
and it, it's a honestly like it's a treat that that we get to appreciate someone who plays at that level all the time no yeah. matter what i'm sure the bucks would like him to take a playoff <laughs> You know, just no. hey, take it, take no. it easy. I don't, on I don't, don't think he gets. Yeah, I don't think he gets tired. I think, like I like he's an X Men at this point. Like he just he, they, there's no there's no problems with him physically. Like he's just going to have energy no matter what. He's um he's just psychotic. Like I it's I always go back to this when when thinking about his personality. But like years ago, I asked Chris Middleton like when did you like he's kind of a crazy person. Like when did you notice it? he's like he's always been crazy. Like day one, he's been like he's he's crazy. Like he's so focused on on getting better and being the best he can be. And it's with a lot of that guy, a lot of those guys, like it's just lip service. But with him, like I buy it. I truly think he is trying to get better every single day, and it's not a cliche with him. And he does it. And he absolutely does it. Um, Let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum again. We're kind of swinging back and forth here. But Jay, I would love. Now we are recording this on Sunday morning. Out on the West Coast, uh, yeah. early Sunday afternoon on the on the which, East Coast, which means so, the Kings are about to get their first dub tonight. So, uh, but yeah, whatever. Uh, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But you have been, um, how do I say this? Uh, annoyingly positive about the Kings for no reason. <laughs> you have declared many things that are good about them when they, in fact, are not good. So all season long, uh, when when Jay is available for this podcast on Sundays, you get a a minute of talking about the Kings. So I will say, Jay, even though they are zero and two at the time of this recording, and they they're going to get their first one against the Warriors tonight, according to you. No, they're going to get tossed <laughs> by the Warriors. <laughs> um, what what do you what do you got on the Kings, Jay? I'm cautiously optimistic. Oh my god, I am. What does that I mean? Am. So it, it, here's why. De'Aaron Fox has played great. He is hustling defensively. He has scored a ton of points. Mm -hmm. He's doing it efficiently. He seems to have bought into Mike Brown's style, although he's he's still, like, not there yet, especially defensively. Um, Keegan Murray is a good one. Kevin Herter, I respect it. Like, they don't know how to win yet. And Mike Brown has to teach them how to win. And... In each of the first two games, in each of the first two games, they had stretches where they looked legitimately good. They had the Clippers down a bunch of points in the first half. They put a huge run on the Blazers to take a big second half lead. And then they choked those games away. And they're going to do that, especially early in the season. But Mike Brown, man, Mike Brown has those dudes buying in. They're playing hard. (laughs) And and I think once, once he teaches them how to win... This this team is they're going to be tough. Honestly, they have a lot of things going for them right now. I'm not even being this isn't even a bit right now. Like I actually think the Kings should be optimistic right now. Okay, now do now do Demontis Sabonis. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I already reached my minute. <laughs> We've gone past my minute. Yeah. What I hate about all this is one I I don't really agree that De'Aaron Fox has been great. He scored a lot of points, and they have been efficient, but that dude is a red carpet on defense. Like, just he's right trying, this way, I, sir. I swear, he's trying now. <sighs> Whatever. He's trying to use his um, speed. His He's trying. Uh, Which, it's baby steps. Sure. Year six, maybe it shouldn't be baby steps, but it's baby steps. <laughs> what annoys me about this is now Trey is on your side. Trey yeah. hits the chat last night. Trey! Like now you're like I'm in on this Kings team. You can't you can't do this to me. I can't I can't have it from from two people on this pod. Not, like they just I'm not I can't deal with this all 82. Hey man, what can you say? They're not a bad product actually. You know, normally in the past I'm yep. like oh, they keep drafting these guys that's like really bad. And I seen somebody say like, "Oh, how could you trade away, you know, um I think it was um Akias. Oh, Halliburton? Yeah, like how could you trade yeah. off um, Halliburton? And I'm like, well, I think the trade worked for both, both you know, both uh, franchises. I mean, regardless, I mean, I don't think he'll score a bunch of points and do what he does, and probably wouldn't ever be an All Star on the West because it's just tough, you know. So that was probably the yeah. best move for his personal career. And then also they wanted an All Star player like Sabonis, who I think now complements the roster that they have, even though you know you have your. Your, your, your runarounds with, with Fox, but 
I do like this kid, Keegan Murray. He's very sound. He makes oh, he's no, he's. I, I'll say it like he's legit. He Keegan made, Murray is like certified. I didn't know he was a twin, but then also, um, he just makes the right play. He makes the he makes the game easy, yeah. and obviously, you have to play defense to play for Mike Brown. But of course, you said Fox. He needs to do a little bit better. Unless you're Fox but and Demonte Sabonis. And also, uh, Mitchell <laughs> gives up a lot of size. Um, and although the Clippers didn't yeah. have John Wall and Kawhi Leonard, they competed. And that's all you can really ask for because, like, again, it wasn't, like, a terrible game to me. You know what I mean? Like, it was some blowouts last night where I was just, like, peeking in and, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what I Dallas did to Memphis was shocking. I mean, it was Second fun the first quarter. I'm not going to lie. I'm okay with that. But that, like, Yeah, first quarter was super fun. The 21 points from Luka in the but, first quarter was great. But, like, I wasn't going to stick around and just watch them beat on them like that. So, I needed some games to kind of, yeah. like, watch. And, like, I know Kings fans were really hyped around my timeline. The Kings are and, always there. And everybody's They're like. always there late night, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, 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 I tapped in. And, you know, I seen a Harrison Barnes sighting. And. You know what I mean? Like players that uh, I forgot all about, man. And so, you know, shout out to the Kings, man. Terrence Davis and Davion Mitchell are grinding full court. Stop. Guys right, up no, 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 no that loss against the Blazers was terrible. The last like six minutes were just abominable. I, it was the Kings. <laughs> I, I, will, I will. I will say this. This is all I got. There are much better watch than the Lakers. Well, it's funny you bring up the Lakers, Mo, because <laughs> they are our next subject here. What a it's segue. like I knew the segue. <laughs> yeah, it's like you. It's like you got a rundown in front of you. Uh, the Lakers. I mean, my goodness. Uh, Again, we're recording this on uh, on on Sunday Sunday morning. Uh, the Lakers play, yeah. Lakers were going to play, you know, right after we're done. They're going to get their um, first win against... too. You hear me? Ian, uh, Ian, I mean, hey, Ian yeah. Carmel has already sent the Blazers Nation at me. You know, <laughs> he sent it, man. Zach, I know your friends man, are super I... fans, man. They in my mentions. Yeah, I was at I was at Ian's place yesterday. He cooked ribs. Uh, which were incredible, but um, to watch the the Oregon Ducks play against uh, against UCLA, and like he he's he's a psychopath. <laughs> he's, he's he was wearing a um, he was wearing an Oregon Ducks basketball jersey. Like he was like I mean he was a psychopath yesterday. And so and it's even more for the Blazers. He had a he had a Blazers. Um, I think I don't know if it's really from court, but it looks like a courtside seat. He just has one of those folding chairs in his home, like that. That is like Blazers official. Did they or give it to it's him, or like, did he take it? I don't know. <laughs> with him, with him, I think I, it's great, I don't, and I it's truly also don't comfortable. Know. So, shouts to him. Yeah, it's oh, it's super comfortable. Yeah, it's super comfortable. Um, but uh, but the Lakers through the first two games shot what twenty two percent from three. And it's funny because er, you know everyone's like they're not going to shoot like this all season. It's like yeah, but like. Are they going to be above thirty percent from three? That's kind of what they are, guys. <laughs> yeah, like it's <this, laughs> not shooters. I want to say this, and like, look, Russ was terrible offensively, right? He was terrible offensively. He played some of the best defense I've ever seen out of him when he guarded Kawhi in that game against the Clippers. Like he was, he was making it louder that. to post him up. He's he stole he stole some like some bad entry passes, but made he like, like made him work. Out there. <laughs> Here you go. No, but what I would say about that, just to piggyback off of the defense, yeah. right? As fans, most people only look at the points category, right? Mm-hmm. They're not in a game with the Clippers if he's not playing defense. They're not in a game if he's yeah. not making hustle yeah. plays. Like sometimes, if you're having an off night and he happened to be zero for eleven, which is it's not common, um, but you have to do what's best to keep yourself on the floor. And they didn't need scoring from him at that point because he couldn't throw a rock in the ocean if he wanted to. But, um, you know, LeBron was able to, you know, keep it competitive a little bit. And I think they're going to continue to grow from it. That's why I think they get their first win tonight. But their issue, the question that you were about to ask, is three-point shooting. The first problem, yeah. internal is front office, surround like building a team around three guys who aren't 
great three-point shooters and then also not going to get three-point shooters. They added more slashers. Yeah. It's like you, there's no space to cut if you don't have shooting to space it out, right? So, like, the slashers, like, don't – it doesn't really matter. Like, Mo, what do you think is – what do you think is more far-fetched that the Lakers can become a team that hits, let's say a third of their threes the rest of the season or Patrick Beverly throwing a lob to Austin Reeves? <laughs> what is, what is, what is a, wow. what is a crazier idea? Look at that, man. That Austin it's, Reeves can jump. Yeah, if honestly. Austin Reeves no, would have caught that, he would have ended Not racism. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why we couldn't have it. <laughs> right. That's Austin, why Reeves, we Austin have Reeves is bouncy, guys. Not he used to go up and, and cram at back in Oklahoma. Okay, okay, Jay, 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 Jay. Did you not see the Did you see the lob? Was he like he thought Vince Carter was out there with him? It was a bad pass, but you can throw a lob to Austin Reeves. I mean, it's hard to. It, that's a good question, Zach, because we have proof of both. Um, Right. Yeah. I, I, I think we're more likely to get the Austin Reeves lob, though, from Beverly. I think at some point Beverly will make the pass correctly. But the bigger issue for me is they shouldn't be shooting 40 plus threes a game. They don't have the shooters. Yeah. They don't. I mean, but that's, a, that's what's here's available, thing. right? They're because no one's so wide open. No, I, under, so I understand that. Open. But you are being left wide open because you suck at this. Right. But you, but that, also no, but like, you can't, you can't, you can't fall into these their shots and things like that. You got to try to find a way to attack. You got to put lineups out there that are going to at least be attacked. This has to be a fast break team. They have to fly up and down the court. They cannot be a slow team. They got to work on at least if you're going to take threes, it can't be off the dribble unless you're LeBron. Right. But besides yeah, that, nobody else up, should be yeah. allowed to take an off the dribble three. It should be an automatic get your ass on the bench. But this team is not going to win games if they're shooting 43s. They're not going to make enough of them. They are NBA players, though, right? Like, you can't shoot 22%. There's a ton of NBA players that can't make threes, though, Zach. They do other but things. They're, but they're naked, wide-open threes. Because they suck at I it. I know, but it just, it's just maddening to me. I'm like, well, I mean, they're open. You know, you got to take it if you're open. Um yeah, this it's is just your mentality. It's your mentality. Well, yeah, I mean, cover me, I'll take it. Off. <laughs> but, um, I know, but uh, but with Jay, with with this team, it's it's funny that LeBron has already had to say, "I'm not going to comment on our roster every single night," right? Like he's like, yeah, like he's like, already at that point. Like, he made the comment. Know, he made the comment about shooters, and now he's like, "I can't comment on this roster every single night." Yeah, it's. It's wildly early in the season to be commenting on our roster too. Like, like, do you see these idiots around me? <laughs> and then the thing about the Lakers is they just don't have an identity. Like we yeah. talk about how they, they can't shoot, but they can't defend either. Uh, yeah. I mean, they it, didn't do that's not, what made the, that's what made Russ's like defense be so one refreshing of, the other night. Right. Against Kawhi. It was like, yeah, finally it, someone's well, digging in. It was so easy like to be one of the best defensive trying. teams. <laughs> and, and to me, like, when you go small and you put Anthony Davis at the five, the benefit of that lineup is that you should have a lot of skill around him. And the Lakers downsize and do that and still don't have They throw like Juan Toscano Anderson out there. Yeah. yeah. And I like Juan Toscano Anderson. But yeah, but he's like a ninth man. Yeah, it's there's just there's not a lot of talent over there. Yeah. And it it's just that's it. And we're gonna talk about the Lakers every week. Because they're the Lakers and because they have LeBron and because they have Anthony Davis and because Russell Westbrook is always interesting no matter what. And they're just not very good. That's well, it. The apathy in your voice for this. <laughs> and, and it's warranted. It is it's, warranted. But, but it, we're on like, this is so long of, of just Lakers talk. I know. Where th- ever since they you got Russell what? Westbrook, it's like they've had no chance of being good. Just Until, no chance. How about this? Until they do something highly impressive or highly hilarious, we'll try to like. Got, he got it. an they extension. They play tonight. What are you talking about? He got that- an extension. <laughs> Yo, imagine, imagine putting this roster together. Hey. And then and then your boss is like, oh, fuck, man. You I deserve mean, more years. Yeah. What? I mean. Palinka and I got an extension in the same the same, the same month, so I get it, man. You don't have to be good at your job to get an extension. But you're at least decent. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's, he's not even. He's below average. <laughs> His right, big um, acquisition was Lonnie Walker. And they're like, like yeah, hey, you know what? Around. I like Lonnie Walker. Of course you I like, do. No, 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 no. I like Lonnie Walker. You sign him to a one-year deal. No team option. Nothing behind that. Like you have, nah. It's the same thing you did with Malik Monk. And when Malik Monk popped, you weren't able to keep him. It's going to be the yeah, same thing again if Lonnie Walker pops. Let, let's uh, let's see if Malik Monk doesn't look like a pumpkin, all right? I think that's turned. Like he, Malik Monk's not, not good. That's that, fine. Don't, don't disparage was- my king. <laughs> <laughs> He put up meaningless numbers on a bad team. Like he's not good. Um, all right, let's speaking of speaking of bad teams, the tanking teams. Hold on, Bonnie Walker's revenge. not putting meaningless numbers up on a bad team. What are I we? I was going to say first of all, thank you, Mo, for saying that. <laughs> Lonnie Walker should not be shooting twenty-one times in a basketball game. That is third right. option numbers. I disagree. What? That man had twenty. I think what twenty-three points or twenty. He's almost points. at forty percent. He's almost at forty percent from the field. That's. I mean, I get it, Zach. From three. Zach, <laughs> Zach, I'm glad that he's playing, but he should not be shooting the ball yeah. 21 times. I don't Shit, care. Not on anybody's roster. My God. Not on anybody's <laughs> roster. So I, 12, if you sign Lonnie, Lonnie Walker, you know from, Lonnie Walker. Because they're shooting Lonnie 40 Walker. as a team, Zach. <laughs> I can't handle <laughs> that. happening, man. Lonnie, just get to the just get to the rim. That's all, that's all I want to see him do. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of tanking teams, uh, even though the Lakers just look like they're tanking, but they're not actually tanking. Uh, we've got some revenge so far. So like the Spurs beat the Sixers, and Indiana's getting wins. Utah's two and zero. The the Thunder almost beat the Timberwolves. Um, now I would like to remind everybody that the process Sixers, led by one Michael Carter Williams as a rookie. Started out three and zero, and I think they beat the Heat, right? Yep, opening in night that, with LeBron in and, that, uh, it, and I, I Michael Carter Williams was a sensation. He was terrible. He just got a lot of numbers because very like, briefly he was something. a sensation. <laughs> I, he got drafted. He got drafted. I was like, yeah, that dude's not good. And then he was like putting up numbers as a rookie. I was like, I don't believe in any of this. My <laughs> like, man got. They, they traded him immediately after he won Rookie of the Year. They, they sure were like, did, man. So high. How so can you high. trade the Rookie of the Year? It's like, well, this, this is not this is not your typical Rookie of the Year. Um, but so teams that we expect to tank are going to come out there, especially the ones with some veterans like Utah, right? Danny Ainge has to be furious. Like, he's just got to be like calling teams constantly like i need picks come get come get malik beasley come get mike conley jr like come get all these guys um but it is it's nice like trey you kind of mentioned something about this earlier in the show of um you don't really know what you're gonna get yet right like we like we saw the spurs come out and get absolutely blitzed by the hornets on opening night and then they go out there and yeah it was it was indiana but they go out there and they beat indiana (laughs) and then they go out there and beat the the Sixers, like, I do like the start of the season where the tanking teams, like, you don't know if they're, you know, you don't know when that's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. We just don't know when yet, and we've gotten some fun basketball out of it. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Nobody. 
<laughs> that's so funny, dog. That everybody got quiet. <laughs> Man, got quiet. Yeah. All right. no, that's I thought you said Trey. I thought you said Trey. Like, no, I said he was just Trey, hitting you know, on what I mentioned. I, I was yeah. waiting for Trey to respond. Oh, okay. But I will Leave say, but I will say coming. with the tanking team striking back to kind of <laughs> piggyback off of that, the Jazz surprisingly are the best in the West as of today, um, which yeah? no one on this pod could <laughs> honestly say that they saw. I've never seen a expansion team win the way they do. Um, <laughs> this is this is great. I don't even think Jazz like an expansion roster. Oh, no, man. Vancouver Grizzlies were nice. I don't. I mean, I, I don't even. About? Bro, what are you talking about? Shout out to Brian Reeves and Blue Edwards, though. Oh, um, big country. Yeah, but, but I'm looking at these games and I'm like, especially when they beat the Timberwolves, right? On paper, everybody's like, "Yo, the Timberwolves yeah. this year," and da 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 da. And I'm like, and I still do believe that. I do have. Uh, belief in the Timberwolves of actually making some noise this season and not a play-in and actually getting an actual playoff berth. I don't know about further than that, but an actual playoff berth, right? But to lose to the Jazz, a team that came in with little to no hope, with no aspirations, with a team of guys that's just showing up, you know what I mean? They just now knowing each other. They probably just met at at the first game. They didn't even do training camp. You know what I mean? At this particular (laughs) point, they're competing. They're competing yeah. and winning ball games. Fun. I'm looking and I'm like, what is happening? Like and, and Trey with the with the Spurs, the quartet of oh of Jakob Pertl, uh, Devin Vassell, um, Keldon Johnson, and Trey Jones, like those four have been fun. They're like fun. they've been actually good and fun. They're like, playing fast. This is something yeah. I've never seen from a a, a Greg Popovich team. This team is flying up and down the court. Real quick, real quick, because Trey mentioned the Timberwolves um, in the similar way of like, hey, I want to see a little bit more Pelicans before we really dive into them on this pod. Timberwolves, I got something for your ass. It's coming. And not this episode, but you you cannot be this we'll incompetent. Give a little more time. Look, a little man, more time. They played the Thunder and the Jazz. It completely fell apart in the second half of both games. They got out rebounded by the Thunder. They got they were lucky to win that game. It's but, tough to deal with Lowry marketing. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, no. But you know the funnier thing is I think Lori Bird as bro. we're podcasting. Lori Bird. <laughs> <laughs> you seen Lori Bird for the Lord win? Bird. That was tough. Oh man. He hit that fade. But I was I started, right I got now, up and started age. screaming. I ain't been excited for a white man like that, man, since Bill Clinton. Laurie <laughs> <laughs> Bird and Kelly <laughs> McElinick. D- Danny Ainge is sitting down right now. He has his coffee. He has his little newspaper. And he has a cell phone next to him. He mm. is calling every GM right now. What do you want? Yeah. I, give me the bare minimum you want for Mike Conley. <laughs> like what? Like he is going to start moving guys. Yeah. They're 2-1-0 and he is furious <laughs> he's looking at will hardy going like i gave you a big contract for a reason you are to suck right now you are not to coach he is furious right now that they're 2-0 did you notice uh will hardy has not gone with the quarter zip he's gone with a crew neck sweatshirt Love that's, that move. that's a that i mean i i know no one's going back to suits when it comes to coaches but to go away from the quarter zip i didn't know that was possible i didn't know that was allowed I think Shout he'll be Hardy, receiving innovator. a phone call from the uh, coaching association. They will be uh, <laughs> levying a fine. <laughs> they will be. I thought you were going to say Adam Silver's going to going to do some weak threat of relegation to him for, for wearing, <laughs> wearing the crew. What a dumb threat! I'm not even, we're not even going to get into that. We're not even going to get into. It's such a stupid. Like no one believes that he's threatening relegation in any way. No one. Like, one you're not that would be electric, though. If if like. The, the Delaware 76ers could make it to the NBA. The Mad Ants and come the up. Philadelphia and the 76ers <laughs> fall. You gotta try to pack. You gotta try to pack 20,000 people into Fort Wayne. That's not gonna happen. Can 20,000 people even just find Fort Wayne? Wayne? <laughs> what are we doing? But I think ultimately, I think Oklahoma City's in the best position for this tank job, Zach. They're gonna be in every um, game, every game, and then in the last six minutes, they got the cooler. They're going to put Poku oh, in Poku. the last Yo, six minutes Poku. of every game. Poku comes in, going to blow it for them. That's what they're going to do. At least he was the, the only week. reason they lost to the Timberwolves. Yeah, at least yes. in the first week, Poku is the worst basketball player I've ever seen at any level. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
just like I he he missed the rim and hit all backboard on a shot where he was. No, he was, it was, he was it wasn't just one it. shot. <laughs> it wasn't just one. I was I was stunned. It looks like one of those TikTok videos where some jackass like made this weird looking. 2k players like look how bad this guy is like it's it's stunning but yeah the tanking teams have made this uh made this interesting so far you know who Hulk i think is a tanking chico he really is i think houston's in a really good position to to be in the tanking mix because they're trying they're super young they're super fun um but they just don't know how to win at all a lot like the sixers they just don't know how to win it's just it's just bad um, and I think they're going to lose a ton of games. And, yeah, I'm going to keep taking shots at the Sixers because, as we've seen through the first week, they can't defend it. Uh, all right, last thing I want to get to before we uh, we go to football today. Um, what's something you guys have been impressed by that we haven't mentioned yet uh, through the first week? It can be a team. It can be a player. Uh, Mo, I'll start with you. Benedict Matherin. That oh, can go. He is a <laughs> hooper. How long is he going to stay on the bench? Because he keeps having twenty-seven points off the. They're bench. trying to tank. You can't. <laughs> you can't start no, him. No, no, no. They need. They they are trying to showcase the other guys, but healed and those guys, so they can trade him. But they are itching to get this kid back on the court, though. He's he is so good. Fun. He yeah. is fun. Between like, him and Paolo and Keegan, like that is those are some really fun rookies. Even Jaden Ivey, I think he's going to have moments. Oh and yeah, we're going to get get excited. I mean, uh, Jalen Duran, right? Like he's he was really good opening night. Durin this is going really to be good. a fun rookie class. Like really, the answer yeah. is all the rookies. Like this is Just a fun a loaded, rookie class. Loaded rookie yeah. class. Yeah, this is yeah. No, Benedict, man, he he is really good. Do you know his middle name is Himothy? Himothy. That's what I. Well, maybe just someone changed it to that on. On I was Wikipedia. gonna say they me, definitely changed check. that. Yeah, <laughs> no that is not a Haitian yeah, middle name. They did. There was a screenshot I saw. And it said Himothy. It's Richard Felder. That's a weird name. That's a that's an insurance salesman middle name. What is happening? That can't be this, real either. Nathan Felder's uh, brother. Bro, What's bro, bro got names like his no, dad K- was the K- milkman's brother. <laughs> I need a a basketball reference. Well, you can't edit basketball reference. Hold on. We're going to hold up the pod here while I try to figure out what Benedict Matherin's middle name is. I do like Richard Felder. I do like the Matherin take, though. That's pretty good. I mean, that kid. um, Shout out to my boy Nima. Um, He's also DeAndre Ayton's agent. He was telling me about Ben, and he's like, rookie of the year. And, you know, obviously I'm rolling my eyes at that shit like, okay, like, whatever. Man, this kid is on Paolo ass. He's he on Paolo yeah, no, ass. No, I thought right Paolo now. was going to run away with this. No, Benedict is oof, he's good. But he's th- really, really but good. But before uh, we, before we get ahead of ourselves, I think teams are going to make adjustments. They just don't know who he is yet. For sure. Um, oh, so it's way too early. Yeah. His first his first couple fifteen to twenty games, he's gonna have some big ones. But I really want to see him play against LeBron because he said. You know that quote? He oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? He's going he's gonna to he's gonna torch LeBron. Before, I was just laughing at Like, he's going to torch LeBron. That's going to be that's gonna be a bloodbath. Um, um, all right. Uh, Trey, what's your what's your, Wizards, your team man. or player of note so far? The Wizards. Wiz- Look, I tried to tell you motherfuckers about this Wizards being a league pass team, and I was right. You were Wizards right. Are good. Better get look, your victory lap out now. Look, man. We're two games in, and I... I can honestly Sold. say, man, the Wizards are are hooping, bro. Like, yeah, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect much, but Kuz and I mean, you can go down the line with those guys. They really enjoy playing with each other. And, yeah, and it's a good energy. Monty Morris is a nice pickup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good energy out there in DC, man. So I can't even I can't even front on them. And it's early again. That it's, it sounds crazy yeah. as hell to be making some takes like these three games in. I just literally put a tweet out early this morning saying I really don't get too excited until after Christmas. Um, but I don't want to rain on people's parade, and the Wizards fans deserve this. So y'all got an impressive squad right now, and I'm excited yeah. to watch the Kings, the Wizards, the Spurs, and oh. the Jazz. Wow. <laughs> what wow. a sentence to wow. say about this season. <laughs> wow. I can't wait Jay, to see what that. We're going to have a basket in January <laughs> Trade January next week. What are we? <laughs> <laughs> January. We don't need to wait that uh, long. Jay, other Jay, other than a newfound love for Cole Anthony, who's taking your uh, 
Who's taking your attention this week? He he missed a wide open dunk with me in the front row in the final minute. <laughs> he was nervous. Game. He yeah. saw your face. Yeah, this number one you hater scared there. him. What's <laughs> great is you is the text you had sent. I don't know how 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 much earlier, but just like, hey, I think I've come around the corner on call Anthony, and then he misses the dunk. And you're like, yeah, I'm I'm good. <laughs> it was it was poetic justice. Uh, I I, I got to go with Paolo. I know we've talked about him some on this podcast, but to see a rookie, he's a grown that, ass man already. That size. Yeah. Like the Celtics started Noah Vonley at center yesterday and Boncaro was significantly taller, <laughs> like <laughs> significantly wider <laughs> and was running point guard sometimes. Like they literally had him bring the ball up and initiate offense. Sometimes it's like, Oh my God. Like he's just, unusual <laughs> very yeah. unusual for a guy to have that much game in his frame and he's tough too and and that's what i like about him too it's like the celtics went at him a little bit and and he played hard he was tough that magic team wagner him they have a ton of size and length and like i i just think they're gonna they're gonna be an entertaining watch all season and Boncaro is just going to be hell. Like the, <laughs> he is so physically gifted for a guy who has that much game. It's just ridiculous to see him live, like just towering over centers as, as he like goes into his bag yeah. on the perimeter. It's, yeah. He's, he's super impressive. Um, Before we get out of here, I'm going to say my pick, the Knicks. And I'm not even saying this as a jackass. I've really enjoyed the Knicks through the first two games. Their like they almost won that game against really Memphis. Good. The second unit's really good. Julius Randle looks like he cares again. Um, Jalen Brunson is just such a a good presence for them. Like I I knew he was going to be a good presence for them, but like he's just keeping them very organized on offense. And you know the teams. You know it's only two games, but the teams defended well so far. And I I'm enjoying the Knicks again. It feels like two years ago. Having think, an adult at point guard is such a big deal. It's the, such a big yeah. deal. They're better than people. And think. he's an adult. And Cam, Cam Reddish Hive is thriving right now. We are Big thriving. three in the corner. Big oh, three in the corner. Man, he, hit that, he hit that three against Memphis. I jumped off my couch. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I yelled. I was so happy. I love Cam Reddish. <laughs> that's my kind of That's my kind of player. He Overconfident, shooting is. threes. Like, oh, man, I'm so happy that Tom Thibodeau lost that battle and has to play him. It's been good. It's been good through two games. Uh, that's going to do it for us on the BasketBuds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate and review. Five stars. Say whatever you want in the review, but just give it five stars. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. Get the best coverage right now on the internet about basketball, football, baseball players, all that stuff. Soccer. We got, we got people in the UK. We got everything. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. Hockey. Uh pickleball i'm sure we're gonna have a, a whole a whole staff to cover now as that's become a professional sport um make sure you subscribe to the athletic for jay king for mo dakiel for javon edwards i'm zach harper keep it locked on the athletic fan podcast for everybody As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.